0: hello everyone hi guys i'm kayla and i'm kristen and this is black true crime Mm -hmm. if this is your first time here at the show friend welcome and hello hey friend um yeah let's not talk about where we've been for the last (laughs) month no we need to talk about it okay Mm -hmm. kayla's been pregnant end of story (laughs) no notes i've been a tag along and i've enjoyed my ride (laughs) and you know what We're back, and that's all that's important. We'll talk more about it probably on Instagram. I'll give you guys more of an idea. But yeah, I've been just been tired, and I appreciate the patience that you guys have been showing us. Thank y'all. We really appreciate it. Now, with this case, it's a little different from how we usually do our cases. Um, I don't really have like an intro for you guys. I wrote it like a month ago, so (laughs) we're just going to dive in. I forgot all the details. So this should be fun for all of us. Okay, Okay, so sister, are you ready? Let's get into it. So for our first case, and yes, I said first case because we might get to some other ones depending on how time is. We're going to Lagos, baby. Lagos? Lagos? Nigeria? Yes. Lagos. Okay, we're going to Lagos. But before we go to Lagos, Kristen, what do you have in regards to Black history for us this week? Child, because I sure did not do Africa. <laughs> but I do have something for y'all. So today we're going to talk about Rosetta Tharp. Okay, mm-hmm. Rosetta Tharp was born back in the nineteen fifteen, specifically nineteen fifteen. And she married her first husband, who was a pastor, Pastor Thorpe. He was super cute. He was a year younger than her. She got married at the time at 19 years old. Mm Y'all, that's young. But he was 18, and he was fine, and he was a pastor. Not young for the time, though. Not young for the time at all. You basically should have three kids by 19, in 1915. By 18, your your poom poom has released some children. Mm -hmm. And she married a younger man, period, Rosetta. (laughs) I couldn't do it. We want to. Okay. So anyway, Rosetta was like this singer, blues writer, songwriter. She even played the guitar. Her mama played the mandolin back when she was like touring the mm-hmm. states with her mom in this church. I think it was called P. W. McGee's Revivals. Okay. Some like church gang. And they toured around. She loved it. She ended up doing her own thing. Her career was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Look her up, Rosetta Tharp. She was huge back in the day. She even toured over to Europe. Wow. Don't play with her. In 19 like the early 1900s, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Shout but, out to you, Rosetta Tharp. Shout out to Rosetta. Unfortunately, she got sick. Diabetes kind of took her out little by little. Her leg was amputated, and she died after having a stroke. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Yeah, but Rosetta had a good life. I'm sure she lived it well. That's what it gives. So, shout out to Rosetta Tharp. Well, shout out to Rosetta Tharp, girl. I'm happy for her. Period. Okay, well, thank you, sister, for that trip down history lane. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better, y'all. We got to get back into it. It's just, this is just a, let's get back into the group of things episode. <laughs> Don't do too much. Don't shame us. <laughs> Not too much. Okay, so for our first case, we're going to travel to Lagos. And Hmm. if you don't know where Lagos is, I didn't until Kristen said it earlier. Just kidding. Until I did this research. It's in the beautiful country of Nigeria. Period. Shout out to my Nigerian Mm homegirls. Lagos is poppin'. It is. And in Lagos, there is a city called Leki. Mm -mm. I think I'm saying that right. Y'all can correct me. Y'all always do. And in Leki is Victory Park Estate. Now I took it upon myself to look up about like look up this area and y'all Lecky's kinda popping. Okay. There are gorgeous million dollar homes. It's one of the most popular places to live among Nigeria's celebrities. Now in Victory Park, the homes aren't as beautiful, but the estate is still considered like a high class neighborhood. Okay. It's gated, it's in a great location. It's it's giving. But the homes aren't cute. I mean, If you want to compare it to, like, you know, how you think lavish living is here, Mm -hmm. or like at least upper middle class, Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like that, but maybe on the inside it does. I don't really know. I wasn't able to, like, get intimate pictures of Victory Park, but on the outside looking in, you know. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. And people enjoy it. So that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. In June of 2020, there was a couple that lived in Victory Park that caught the eye of their neighbors. Okay. This couple, 39 year old Chris Ndukwe, who went by Femi. And his 25-year-old girlfriend, Olamide Ali, was known to go on runs together around the neighborhood. Okay. Were they cute or something? Why were they catching attention? Well, I'm going to show you guys a couple of pictures. Don't have many and don't have any of them together, but I'll show you. So, yeah. Chris and Olamide. 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 Alua, or Ola? Ola. Olamide. Olamide. Mm -hmm. We usually call people like that Mide. Mide? Yeah. Okay. What you know? I have Nigerian friends. Yo said we usually call... <laughs> Yo, see, you Nigerian today, right? Like my dad. about it. Yeah, but their full name is Ola Midan, Just like Aluwa Bemisola. We call her Bemi. That's my girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bemi. Shout <laughs> out. So, yeah, the couple would be seen around the neighborhood together, and when people saw them, they just... was like, oh, my God, they're so cute together. They look like the perfect couple. How cute. mm mm-hmm. Not only did the couple look great together, they seemed genuinely happy and in love after seven years of being together. Oh. So much so that people actually wished that they could experience that type of love. Oh, wow. I know. It was giving goals? It was. Yeah. It was. Although, you know, people's goals today. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> are they the bare m- fucking minimum? married seven years? Mm, no, they have not been married. Okay. Right. Do they have kids? Yes, they do. We're going to get to it. All right. So, Chris had only been in the neighborhood for a couple weeks at the time, and the couple didn't officially live together, but Olamide would go to Chris's house often, and she would bring their children. So, they had two boys together. One was seven, and one was three. And they were staying with the mama? Yes. And she would bring them over to the daddy's house? Yes. And this is something people looked up to? <laughs> well, they didn't know, right? This is on the outside looking in. They don't know the details of if they're actually staying there. Mm-hmm. You probably should know the details if you're going to look up to a couple. Just saying. Mm -hmm. No shade. Well, you know, everything on the surface is what you want it to look like anyway. That's facts. It is what it is. These are just people that saw them, said, hey, these are cute people. They look in love and I'm hating or I'm I'm jealous. I want some of that. But like we always say, what we just talked about, do not judge a book by its cover. Because although the couple seem to be doing great, the facade will come to a violent end on Father's Day, when Chris decided to kill his wife. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at the lovely couple now. Well, they're not lovely, but this is our girl, Ola meeting. She was fine. Soup's cute. Don't get it twisted. Never do. She got a little mean bone in her body. She doesn't seem like she's taking much of shit. Any. But hey, looks are deceiving. Facts. And then that's Chris' big hit Look at Femi just as thick as he wants to be (laughs) thick body thick stomach thick hands thick knuckles he looks like if he is missing pickles on his cheeseburger he's fucking going off (laughs) that's the vibe that's the vibes it looks like he's punched a person or two or three or four he looks like an mma fighter he does he eats a lot of Popeyes, but He gives me short man syndrome, no shade, because there are some great short men out there, but you know what I mean by short man syndrome. Like, he's giving, I'm I'm inadequate, and so I'm upset about it. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's giving. Okay, so, on Sunday, June 21st, authorities were called to Chris and Olomide's home and found Olamide suffering from multiple stab wounds and would pronounce her dead shortly after. Olamide... They also found Chris suffering from no serious injuries, but he would also be pronounced dead. Huh? Yeah, girl. Didn't expect that, did you? No, I'm like, okay, homicide turned suicide. Tracks. Ooh. Homicide turn homicide. Or suicide turn homicide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how that works. (laughs) Suicide turn homicide. Yeah, that's how that works, sister. That make no sense. No, it's okay. But I would definitely expect a guy like him, like with the ego that I smell on him already. I would expect him to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna kill Olamide, and then gonna act like I was a victim in some sort of attack." Okay, you know that's what I was expecting. But then he like accidentally killed himself. I'm confused because he's dead. Yeah, no, yeah, he's dead as Doornell. So- but it was, <laughs> but it wasn't accidental. So this is definitely a suicide. We're gonna get to it. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so trashy of him. Just so To kill someone and then to kill yourself. Why couldn't you just take yourself out? Why did you have to take her too? You know, misery loves company. That's just horrible. It's true. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to to Olamide. Olamide. Mm -hmm. The authorities would learn that Chris viciously stabbed his wife to death before drinking two bottles of Sniper and dying from the poison. So, Sniper is an insecticide. Okay, I had to research like what this was and was actually on the rise as a conduit for suicide in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, Nigeria actually banned the production of the product for a bit, but it didn't stick because locals, you know, it's just like a drug. Locals can still sell it on the street. Mm -hmm. You can get it. You can sell it. Right. And that's what was happening. Wow. So this is what Sniper looks like in its bottle. It looks like death. (laughs) It looks like beware, beware. Use this to clean your Sniper. Yeah. Or to kill a viper, meaning snakes. Whoa, and he downed two bottles of that? Yes. Ugh, I bet two that was bottles. a disgusting one. Right. But if you drink alcohol, I feel like you're not too far off from drinking a bunch, uh, much else. Honestly, Epsom salt is worse than alcohol. It is. If you do like the Epsom, if you guys have heard of this, it's like an Epsom salt drink. Laxative. Laxative. <laughs> and you can drink it and it makes you sit on the toilet, whatever. And pour it all out. It tastes horrible. Like death in a cup. Yes, indeed. Try it. Not. We don't know from experience. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) We heard. Through the grapevine. According to the neighbors, the couple was just seen the day before going on their daily jog together. And although they'd only known the couple for a short time, everyone was like beside Mm themselves. Flabbergasted that this could happen. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because they really thought these two people are this in is, love. They're perfect, exactly. And what was even more shocking is that Chris had been planning to murder his wife for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised, sister? They're, well, that's not his wife. It was like common law type of thing. Common law wife. Yes, from what I remember. But if they really got married, it's going to be in here. So we'll probably get to it. <laughs> but if we don't, they were giving common law. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, the accounts of what happened that day vary widely from article to article. One article said that Olamide's sister was sleeping in the house along with the children, the two boys, when she was awakened by loud music and then walked out of her room to the sight of the dead bodies. So her sister and this man. Mm -mm. Right. And I found that really hard to believe because I'm like, if Olamide is being stabbed multiple times in the same house. And she didn't hear it. That's I don't know. Again, I may need to know more about how houses are set up in Victory Place or whatever. But it's really hard to believe that she wasn't screaming to the top of her lungs. Yes. Unless he was literally covering her mouth mm-hmm. and stabbing her viciously. Right. There's a lot of possibilities. Yes. And I feel like if he was covering her mouth, she would probably have tried to bite him. I just, I don't know. There's a lot of questions surrounding this account of what happened. Mm-hmm. Another report said that Chris convinced his sister-in-law to come pick up their children and take them out for a while. And once they were gone, Chris turned on some music in the house and turned it up so loud that it attracted the attention of his neighbors. Okay. Who eventually called the police. Okay. Right. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. But before police arrived, the sister-in-law was back with the children and the neighbors approached her asking if she could ask the couple to turn down the music. So the cops had been called, Mm -hmm. the sister arrives, Neighbors are like, hey, this music is getting out of hand. Can you tell them to, you know, turn it down? So the sister's like, sure, I'll go in there and let them know, you know, we got what neighbors. But mm-hmm. Have some decorum. But when she went to open the door, it was locked. Hmm. She knocked on it and she waited, but no one came to the door. And initially she just figured they were having some like crazy sex or something. That's why you know the music, the music was, so, was loud. so loud and they couldn't hear the door. So the estate authorities, along with the sister and some neighbors, decided to break into the house. Oh, wow. This was intense. Uh, yeah. And that's when the bodies were found. And it's so interesting how media works in different places, because here, I when I tell you, there was five, six, seven different accounts of what happened that day. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like usually they have the basis of the story that tracks, like the facts kind of match. And then they add their little, little tidbits things, to it, you know, to the side. But this shit, they just pulled out their ass. <laughs> Somebody was like, hit print as fast as you can. Doesn't matter if it's true. Put it out there. I'm Embellish, embellish, embellish. You know, make it sound salacious and crazy. Wow. And then I'm going like, to discuss one more report. And, like, I'm showing you guys all this because this is what was shared. It's kind of going to be up to you if you believe all these details or not. There was really only two people that can confirm this, and they're both dead. Mm. Well, let's see what we got. All right. So, apparently, it was the nanny and not the sister that was there with the kids. At around 10 p.m. on Sunday night, Chris was damn near finished with a bottle of Hennessy, because yesterday I got something to drink, and he asked one of the neighborhood security men to go get him some tape. Really random at 10 p.m., but the man did it anyway. And after that is when Chris called Olamide into the room to spend some time with her that evening, and that's when the murder happened. Okay. Right. So he kind of like lured her in there on false pretenses like she probably thought they were gonna have a good night together mm-hmm. and then he kills her and he sends the security guard away to go get tape yes he sent the security guard away before he called Olamide into the room with him so right he had the tape at that time he was probably gonna bind her wrists or subdue her in some way mm-hmm. and then yeah and apparently the children and the nanny were still in the home at this time Another thing i find hard to believe very hard to believe because kids are all over the place you can't really keep them in one specific area and even if you can they didn't hear anything Dang. right at 10 p.m they're probably sleeping so i feel like they could wake up to this struggle but who knows at this point any of what they're saying is possible because we don't know what the hell happened we don't kristen we don't we probably will never know i don't remember all the details did at least two stories corroborate each other at least two stories were close and it was the two stories that we found the hardest to believe which was that the children and another adult were at the house while she was killed so what and the music was on or off in these scenarios the music was on and only one of the mm. one of the scenarios we talked about okay right so what what, what, what is it now? giving I don't know sister I don't know. Alamide was found tied to a chair with cuts and stab wounds all over her body with multiple knives being found on the floor near her so she was tortured. Yes. He took her time ta- his time. Like he'd been planning this. Sick. Sick as fuck. I read that her braids, y'all. Yeah. Her braids had been plucked out of her head with a pair of pliers. One by one before she was brutally attacked. He tortured her, Kayla. Yes. Okay, all bets are off. Somebody my heard something from my scalp? Plucked with pliers with pliers? There's no way she wasn't screaming through that. That She was. That's why I'm like, how could the kids have not heard her? 10 o'clock or night or not. You hear screaming. Even with duct tape. That's why I'm like, okay, the music thing had to have been true, true to hide those. So that means if the music was that loud, the kids and the nanny or the kids and the sister up. couldn't have been there. They could have been there, but they had to have been at least awake. That's true. But why wouldn't the sister clearly say, okay, I was there when they were playing music hella loud and i just thought they were being intimate i don't know i don't know was she in on it hopefully not oh my god Personally, i didn't even consider that mm. shit okay poor olamide oh oh olamide. olamide olamide poor ola kill no one calls you don't know that yeah, because you've been to Nigeria. You have two Nigerian friends and now you speak the language. I'm just telling you from our experiences, <laughs> it's Mide. Our experiences. Okay. Because Ola is like something of or the some of. Like it's like oh. the sub name oh. where Mide or Bimi, those are those the main names. Oh, okay. Damn, that tracks. Mm-hmm. righty. Well, I feel really bad for me that she went through this. I mean, she was tortured. Yeah, by her own man. Imagine. How toxic is that? With the pliers, that is next level. He had to hate her. He hated her for something, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna discuss what it was. And imagine how manipulative he had to have been. This is the mother, the father of her kids. Mm-hmm. She deals with him on the daily. She came over there freely. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, they tortured were in a relationship. Her. It's not even like she was trying to leave and you know, this happened. They were in a relationship. Oh, this is crazy. Right. On top of having her hair plucked out from her head, she'd been stabbed all over her body, plus her head and her eyes. Good Lord. I mean, he took his time. He hated her. There must have been blood everywhere. Like, this is a scene. I feel like he envied her. Like, I feel jealousy Mm -hmm. from these actions. Mm -hmm. A grown tail man. Ugh. You know how men, you know how men condition but can't take it. That's what this is giving. It is. It's really giving that, or if I can't have you, nobody can. Energy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. One of the neighbors actually saw the crime scene and described it as something out of a horror movie. Mm. I can't imagine. No. Look at our girl day Kayla, come on. I know. I'm sorry. She's so cute. She's adorable, button nose. She, Look, she's just not one to play with. Like, that looks like somebody's auntie. I know her. You know, like, that's yeah. my friend, or at yeah. least my auntie's friend. Right. These are pictures from the crime scene. And in these pictures from the crime scene, you can see mm. the blood on the bed. You can see the hair, the braids. Cut her braids on the floor. are everywhere. He plucked out every single one. Yes. If you're on Patreon, you see it. It's um. crazy. And Chris was found on the floor, as you can see in the picture as well. And then Olamide was found on the bed. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Why did they black out her feet? What happened on her feet? I don't know. Probably there was some blood on it. They were trying to keep it, you know, as PG as they could. But still, you get the very gruesome picture. Chris had foam coming out of his mouth with the two bottles of Sniper not too far away from him. What did she do to you, Chris? That's the next thing we're going to talk about. So why did this seemingly perfect couple's lives end so abruptly? You may be asking. Well, according to people that were close to the family, Chris had always openly questioned if their second child was really his. Okay. See? The jealousy. The jealousy. The betrayal. The betrayal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He couldn't let it go. He Took it out on her. So maybe the uncertainty and jealousy just became too much for him, and he did the unthinkable. According to a friend of Chris, "quote There has been an issue that has been coming up around the second child. Chris planned to get married to her in August. He had told his friends about it. This is the most confusing for everyone. He had called a comedian earlier to tell him he was going to be the MC at the occasion. He had told our older friends that our doctors that they would accompany him to go do the normal legal rights." End quote. So apparently, to the people that knew him, he was planning this. He was serious, despite his reservations and the child's three years old at this point he still wanted to marry her he was planning a wedding Mm -hmm. and And a murder at the same time had to have maybe he decided to kill himself last minute because i can't understand why he would put all of these things into motion if he just planned on killing himself anyway or maybe like he found something out like what if at the worst possible moment he was planning his wedding his heart was on his sleeve and then boom somebody told him like that ain't children, right." Well, he also had what drank basically a whole bottle of Hennessy, so he could have been drunk. So he was drunk. He was enraged. Enraged, emotional, all that bullshit. So even though the killer was dead, the authorities were still trying to piece together what happened and what led to the murder that day. Well, as the investigation continued, some crazy accusations started to come out about Chris Naduque. mm. Do you want to know what they are? Can you guess? what Chris, don't piss me off. You already have already have by torturing this woman. But now you got some snakes in your closet. By skeletons in your closet, the mother of your children, and this may not be your first time. Question mark. Kayla, please. Let's get into it. This episode was brought to you by BetterHelp. Kristen, hey girl. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. We need a BetterHelp check-in. How's it going? What's it giving? Ciao my subscription is up. <laughs> and how did you feel about that? I felt horrible. Yeah. Because I'm like, I finally found a therapist that I love. Mm-hmm. I have to continue this relationship. I see the benefits of talking to her. Yes. So they about to go and make me spend this money. They about to go and make you spend it. And then you can use our code, Black True Crime, to get 10% off when you get back started. Period. You know what I'm saying? Monthly? <laughs> 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 okay. Not quite, but Uh, (laughs) it definitely seems like it's worth the coin that you would be spending on it. It is. And it's only for you. Shout out to my therapist. I know that's right. Better help is really awesome, you guys. It's really worth it. Yeah. And we always talk about over here, protect your mental health. Okay. That's like one of the most important things. And as black people, just as people in general, let's be real. That's just really important nowadays because people are losing it. And acting out and doing horrible things that end up making us talk about them on this show. 100% agreed. So if you guys want to notice a difference in yourselves in a positive way, I highly suggest trying out BetterHelp. And if you go to www.betterhelp.com slash crime, that's better, h-e-l-p.com, you get 10% off your first month when you use our code, Crime. 10% is a lot, y'all, when we're talking about hundreds of dollars. <laughs> so go ahead and do what you've probably been putting off for freaking years mm-hmm. invest in your mental health. Period. And start with better help. All right, back to the show. Bye. According to a woman named Adise, sorry, who claimed to know Alamide and her family, she said that Chris was actually a serial killer whose MO was to kill his past lovers. Oh. And who'd escaped from Port Harcourt, where he'd previously tried to kill his ex-girlfriend. What? Motherfucker has a track record. A whole record. Where the hell was this woman at? According to reports, he apparently threw her down a two-story building, but thankfully she survived and her family relocated her to Canada to get away from him. So she was just like, not playing with fate again, not going to risk my life. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Ooh. So she was on the fight or flight and she flew right and he was left to do whatever he was doing with mm-hmm. more women yes he fled that area and that's when apparently he met all oh no so it was a disaster from jump the importance of a background check just background check because he was wanted for this attack but how did he like skate by like how did he disguise himself how do people stay out of prison for over 30 years? You saw that recent story about how that guy mm. had a whole new family, a whole new life. Yeah. They find a way. It's possible. Now, I'm not too sure how everyone is so certain about Chris being a serial killer, but I saw it written confidently in multiple publications. Okay. So this is the common thread. So this is what is at least being targeted multiple times. Exactly. Okay. So it could be true. But there were at least multiple reports from different women that Chris was known to be physically abusive in relationships. That tracks. Definitely. (laughs) Did you see him? I to say he's huge. His knuckles look like it's busted a couple of heads. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's an emotional drunk. An emotional wreck when he's drunk. So it gives. Yeah. When talking about the allegations of infidelity in regards to the paternity of the second child, Adaize said, quote, you can take this to the bank. Those fabricating and spreading this nonsense know neither the couple nor have information about their issues. There are so many others being spread mostly on social media, then feasted upon and analyzed by idle minds. To set the record straight, the late Olamide didn't have a child outside her relationship. End quote. Ooh, mm, okay. In short, that's Kat. Drop the mind. And don't try to talk about Olamide because she was a ass mother. I don't even want to say down-ass bitch. She was a right. down-ass... Queen. Like she, yeah, she was a boss. And we're going to learn more about Boy, her in a see. second. She would never do that, even though he's scummy, and, and I she wouldn't sh- have been mad at her. I am going to say, because you got killed over something you didn't even do by a dusty man that you called your man that you stuck beside... Exactly. ...and had his children? Sickening. I'm I'm so sorry. Yes. Me day. You do not deserve this. Many people believe that Chris was suffering... For mental health issues as well. Tracks? Definitely. Aidaize, the friend, said, quote, this guy is a serial killer. We need to be alert now. The days are evil. Damn, is she a writer? (laughs) Because how she's she's saying this this is given. A lot of danger lies ahead for so many. So many people are bipolar and mentally sick. Always investigate people before delving into a relationship. Times have changed seriously now. Let's all trade cautiously. Tread. I think she meant tread, but it was written trade. I couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. I need to hear it again so I can, like, take notes. Always investigate people before delving into a relationship. Period. Times have changed seriously now. Let's all tread cautiously. Wow. Mm-hmm. A lot of danger lies ahead for so many. And it's true. Damn, B. And you don't even know that it could possibly be You just sneaks up on you don't be ignorant you guys Mm-mm. we have to do our research we can't be out here just thinking cute when they mm-hmm. tell you you cute mm-hmm. you gotta figure out who they are exactly whatsapp numbers are not enough whatsapp i know nothing about you with WhatsApp. well the thing is people will try to contact you on IG, right mm-hmm. and then be like you know oh i'm in another country right now but i get back and they're dressed up to be some military man and Experience have you had what are you talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Where okay. people hit you up on IG and you don't know if they're real people or they're like people from India trying to scam you. And then they'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I'm not in the country right now, but I'm coming back in two months. Here's my WhatsApp number. You mm-hmm. hit them up on WhatsApp, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you answer the phone. They sound like bitch, they're from the Philippines. <laughs> and your IG picture was black. Yeah. So triggered, sorry. Just be safe. Personal experience, Mr. Mark. Good lord. Um Kristen is clearly dating and it has feces in the dating pool. So she just has to be careful. And she knows I'm already on her ass to be careful every time she go out with somebody. Yeah, sure. We all have to be careful. Moral of the story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also reverse image checking really helps. It really works. Simple on Google. If someone like sends you a picture, you can put that picture into Google. Mm -hmm. And then if it's anywhere else on the Internet, it'll pop up. Oh, well, that's so. good to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of helps you a little bit. All righty, back to the case. 25 year old Alamide. She was only 25. She was beautiful. Oh, God. Built like a brick house. 25-year-old Alamide was a young, successful woman who graduated from the University of Lagos and was the daughter of the late, great Olufunke Ali, an iconic radio broadcaster. Olufunke! Mm. She was one of six children and was described as hardworking and sweet. She had recently won a grant from a law firm and was using it to further her mission and passion to educate and guide teenage girls through the organization she created. And Mm -hmm. it's called Pearl Academy Nigeria. Oh, my God. Kristen, when, I te- when I said she was a boss earlier, I really, really meant it. He was so jealous of her. It so jealous of- that he could never be her. Look at her, Kristen. He should have been honored she chose him to have kids with. I mean, look at the level that she was at. And I don't even know much about him, but if he's on the run at all, he can't be this esteemed. I mean, she was bound for greatness. He was definitely like her anchor in the worst way. In the worst way her worst mistake. She was also a member of the AGS, Accessing Grants for Startups, which is a woman entrepreneurial empowerment organization, and in less than a week, they'd raised 22 million naira for Alameda's children. And she better go ahead. And that's almost $50,000 in, like, U.S. dollars. And so, let me just say, her kids, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful boys. So handsome. They really look like they were taken well care of. Like, she took care of her kids. She ain't put no man before her kid. Kid's always with her in the picture. Gotta love her. You have to be messed up in the mind to say, like, it's okay for me and my wife Mm -hmm. to no longer be here for my two boys. Mm -hmm. And as a man, that's just weird to me. Oh, yeah. But you know men. I don't want to say men because my (laughs) man always be like, don't be talking like it's all men. Mm -hmm. No, it's not all men, but history will show you that Some men you know they have a tendency of control and a tendency to get addicted to power and feel like if a woman takes any of that away from them they're an enemy or a nemesis and they need to be neutralized mm. like it really gets that fucking far and this is someone that is only loving you i'm sure olamide was like <laughs> doing the best that she could to be the woman for him and this is what he does so rest in peace olamide Rest in peace, you beautiful queen. The last thing I want to say is that in 2018, Olamide was having a WhatsApp convo with a friend, and she talked about how her and Chris were supposed to get married that year, but she wasn't really feeling it. Hmm. Yeah. Despite the constant pressure from her parents, Olamide said she didn't want to get married just because they had kids together. Period. I know that's right. And cited some issues she was having with him at the time. And this was two years before her murder. She was saying that two years before her damn murder. Yes, Kristen. Girl. Right. Oh, I wish you trusted your instincts. Don't we all? I have the voice note that she sent to a friend that I want to play for you guys. Please, I need to hear her voice. So, this is Alamide in 2018. All right, so this is the thing. We've had a very up and down relationship. We've broken up one too many times and gotten back together, broken up and gotten back together. And this time around, we're supposed to do everything next month. That's October, but (sighs) I don't want children to be the only reason I'll get married. And we're having a lot of... So it stops there. Give me more. I know, I don't have more, but you can clearly see that she sounds worn the fuck down worn out tired of his mess of the shenanigan and is really second guessing that marriage she completely sounds supposed to be getting into unsure yeah matter of fact sure about being unsure mm-hmm. like mm-mm. i this- guarantee you she wouldn't she probably wouldn't have gone through with that relationship especially if her family like supported her decision yeah. because her family was the one that was pushing her to get married to him because they'd been together for so long so it's like, um, honestly, family, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Like, Even if I have kids by a man, but I don't want to tether myself to him for the rest of my life because I see red flags mm-hmm. that I'm choosing to now acknowledge, let me do that. Exactly. Olomide well, will go on to say a broken relationship was better than a broken marriage. And she didn't want to take that step until she was absolutely sure they knew each other. Agreed. And this is after seven years of being with this man. You don't know this man after seven years, child. You just delaying the inevitable, which is you need to get out the door, throw his ass to the curb, and keep it pushing. Good lord! So that's all we have for that case. Oh wow! I know it was a little like shorty. Yeah, I could leave it there, but I'm not going to because you know what? We haven't seen you guys in four weeks, so the least I can do is hit you with another another case. So we'll be right back. Alrighty. Have you ever gone to the beach or went to brunch, bitch, and lost a pair of your really expensive I'm a bad bitch sunglasses? hmm That's why I have none now. And you're and you're mad as hell about it. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I told you there's a pair of sunglasses out here that yes, you could still feel like a bad bitch, spend a quarter of what you spent on the other pair and have a, some type of insurance on? Insurance. Girl, so basically, Gooder, and I know you guys have heard us talk about it if you've been here on the show before. Gooder sunglasses have a one year warranty on all sunglasses that you buy from their website. Like, think about that, y'all. For every pair of sunglasses that we've lost, that we've <laughs> broken, imagine if you had a warranty. Yeah yeah something that could have your back when you're drunk as hell at brunch and you lose your dog on sunglasses period okay and with gooder you can spend $25 on a pair of sunglasses that's not gonna slip off your face not gonna bounce around and they're 100% polarized 100% polarized so if you want to be cute stylish but know that if I lose these, it's not going to break me nor shake me. Mm-hmm. Then get you a pair of Gooder sunglasses. I know that's right. And then if you hate them, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Get you another pair. Try something new. It's up to you. Period. You can go to gooder.com slash Black Chew Crime. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com slash Black Chew Crime. And use our code to get free shipping. Free shipping. Free shipping. Okay, back to the episode. Bye. So I have another case, and this one's short, but I still want to do it, so let's do it. In June of 2019, 32-year-old Marcus Sakers was arrested and charged with the Father's Day murder of 60-year-old Fidel Ezekiel Peak, his own father. According to the Miami Herald, the murder took place around 10.30 p.m. after the two had an argument and got into a physical altercation. Like, what you fighting your daddy for? I know how daddies can be, but like, why you fighting your daddy? Some daddies be, like, really pushing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were reportedly rolling around and wrestling on the ground, and a witness tried to stop them, but during the commotion, Fidel was shot. Ooh. His who last- had the gun? Well, apparently the son. Probably, yeah. That rhymed. His no. last words before losing consciousness were, you shot me. So, Wow. Most likely his son. He was later pronounced dead at the hospital. Marcus fled the scene after the shooting and wouldn't be arrested until the following Monday, something that he was no stranger to because he had plenty of run-ins with the law before. Okay. He'd been arrested 12 times since 2006, and these weren't little charges, little misdemeanor charges. This man had been charged with at least eight different battery charges. Damn, that's why you fighting your daddy, because you a fighter. Yeah, he is an aggressive asshole. In 2016, he spent... 60 days in jail after being convicted of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and carrying a concealed weapon. Okay. 60 days in jail. Where are we again? Miami bitch. Who is this guy? How did he only get 60 days? I'll show you him. He doesn't really seem like he's nothing to write home about, but he's gross. And his violence extended to the closest people Hmm. to him in 2014. So, five years before the murder, Fidel had to file a restraining order against his own son. Mm. And as recently as two months before the murder, Marcus was charged with aggravated battery on a pregnant woman. Do and you ha- already know I'm ready to light his ass stop. Period. Too close to home. Also, did he get time for that? No. Well, we don't, we don't know because it was he right killed before his his dad. he killed his daddy. Exactly. So, they're probably going to just loop in Joe for killing that, his daddy. But- Again, Miami, he got 60 days for battery and possession of a firearm, so... I'm like, he's just punching people left and right. Mm -hmm. Not even looking at this point. Like, mark my words, if we hear the name... What was his name? Marcus? Marcus Sakers, again, it's going to be because he got out and became a serial killer. Oh, no. And if you see his picture, which you will, on Patreon, and then I'll post it on Instagram as well, he's giving... I'm only getting started. He's giving like something's loose. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't let him out. No. But they will. Why? We'll see. Mm. I'll keep an eye out on him maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't I hope they don't. I know. What was his sentencing? He hasn't been sentenced yet. Mm. So yeah. we're going to see. Yeah, we'll see. And then one more. In June 2019, police were called to a house near 26th and Ruby in Milwaukee where they'd find a horribly traumatizing scene. Mm. Five-year-old Sir Stackhouse was found dead. Oh, take me out. Just throw me away right now. I had to end on something just... Horrible? ...debilitating, yes. Hmm. Now, initially, it was reported that the baby had just fallen down the stairs. It could happen to anyone. But the officers present could tell that his injuries did not look consistent with the fall. Plus, there were other children present, and one of them said they witnessed Travis hitting the five-year-old. Wow. So Travis, who is the guy I'll show you now, and it was the boy's father, Travis Stackhouse, blamed what happened to Sir on his other son, who was only six at the time. You gonna blame your son? You so corny, sick man. You not to everybody jam. needs to procreate because if you're gonna blame your own child for something that a six-year blaming a six-year-old for something that happened to a five-year-old that you did as a grown man, as their protector, as their father, is next level narcissistic evil yes but eventually travis confessed to punching sir in the stomach and hitting him in the face and Mm. in the back and because of this yeah no and it was all over kristen a piece of cake a piece of cake apparently the five-year-old had eaten travis's father's day cake and it sent him into a fucking rage are you joking no kristen well you suck as a father that's what the cake, of cake should have freaking said. Look at this baby, Kristen. He'll he lie. didn't even know that he wasn't supposed to eat the cake. He didn't know. He's a baby. He's a baby. He's five. Let him have the damn cake. Like, yeah. Sc- uh, screw you. It screws loose and screw you. Immediately to hell. Skip jail, straight to hell. On Tuesday, June 29th, almost exactly two years later, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And an additional eight years of extended supervision. So, well, they had thumb up his ass for a long time, as they should. At least mm-hmm. twenty. What did you do that for, dummy? What happened? Like that's what I'm saying. Like short stuff like this, I'm like, I want to know mental. Yeah. How did they grow up? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, what caused what mm-hmm. for them to crack? And to do this to a child, like
1: your child,
0: I, I've experienced moments of rage where <laughs> I literally want to. Road. like when i'm driving sometimes i literally want to risk it all get out of the car and just like start shooting people i've had that feeling mm. but you don't act on it i think it's super Kristen. don't look at me like that <laughs> it's like super human to have a moment where you just want to risk it all yeah sh- like let all of the rage out that you have yeah. but you don't do it on other people and you damn sure don't do it on children and i'm sure even parents can relate Mm-hmm. To being like, oh, if you don't go sit down, yes, I'm about to lose it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you don't do it. Yeah. You don't kill your kids. There's a level of self control. We shouldn't even that- have to fucking say that. That's crazy. But not you crazy how a lot of people don't have that? Mm, it's not crazy if we really just look in the mirror as who we are. As a- at who we are as a society, we're fucking ugly, and the Lord just sent the flood. Well, thank God for the ones. <laughs> For that aunt, <laughs> <ugly>. <laughs> thank god for us mm-hmm. people like us the judge that sentenced him was pissed and said to travis quote the average person that hears about this case can't understand how you would beat or punch any living human being as badly as you did in this case let alone your own child how can you live with yourself even for a day i don't understand so the judge was pissed. And, and as he should have been. Should have said more. Yeah. Gave him as much time as he could for sure. Travis has four other children that he should legally be required to stay the fuck away from mm-hmm. forever. Even mm-hmm. when he gets out. Mm-hmm. Slash if he gets out. And yeah. That's the end of that. Poor sir. And poor sir's mother and people that loved him. Because I can't imagine how it feels to have that rug swept from under you. Makes me sick. Good Lord. So rest in peace, sir. Yes, rest in peace, Oh, sir. you baby. So cute. Oh, God. So that was our three in one? Yeah, we got a little three in one. That mm. was going to be the episode that we did for Father's Day week, as you can see, because all the cases had to do with Father's Day. Thank you so much again for your patience for us not being around. I know we did three cases in one. You guys can totally tell us what you thought about them. Rest in peace to all of the victims, and happy late Father's Day. Thanks for bearing with us, y'all. <laughs> I know there's a little bit of kink, so we just got to, you know, knock them off because it's been a minute, but we're happy to be back, and we're happy that you guys are back with us. If you guys enjoy the show at all, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It really helps us spread the word about the show. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say before we go. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. be safe, protect, protect your, your peace, and protect, and protect your, your space. space. So, so we don't, don't have to, to cover, cover your, your case. You Bye.